This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. We're going to talk about some common debt solutions, uh, including ones that you want to avoid. Uh, If you're a BC consumer, and who isn't, there are lots of good options out there. And Blair's going to explain some common debt solutions that you might want to consider to help manage your debt, as well as some key points if you're thinking of comparing, you know, because there are a few options out there, uh, as well as what to avoid when choosing that debt management plan. So Blair, can you start by explaining a bit about what a licensed insolvency trustee does, if by chance there's one or two people out there in the universe who don't know? <laughs> well, of course, and I'm sure anyone that tunes in could probably uh, say that's this next segment for me, but for anybody yeah. new, a licensed insolvency trustee is the most powerful, most qualified debt help professional that you could meet with in Canada. So it's the only professional that's regulated and endorsed by the federal government to help you access all of the great remedies that the government has created inside of the, the uh, Bankruptcy and Insolvency Act, but we're the professional that helps you understand all of your options and allows you to move forward. So an LIT can give you the powerful legal solutions that give you immediate relief in urgent situations like if your wages are being garnished or if you've been taken to court but there's a lot of reasons why someone might reach out when the situation is less urgent and an LIT is the right person for you to talk about if you just want to understand or the right person for you to talk to if you just want to understand your legal rights and remedies when it comes to debt or even whether a debt is collectible do you have something to worry about um, an LIT can help you understand what you can do if you can't pay a debt if it's just in the short term or if this debt is just never going to get paid back what do those options look like and an LIT is going to give you deeper knowledge and solutions for just about every type of debt, everything from credit cards, personal loans, payday loans, government debts, including things like SERB balances, which we're getting just a ton of inquiries about these days about pandemic benefits that the government suddenly wants, you know, some of those back um, and everything beyond that. So if you're having trouble with your debt, an LIT is your best ally to help you figure out how to move forward. Now, there are some options out there, uh, lots of options and resources that folks can access. I mean, besides everything and anything that's on the internet these days, there are other options for folks if they, if they want to sit down and, and find out or talk to somebody about it. Do you want to go over those for them? Yeah, there's a ton of things that that you can do. And the great thing is when you meet with a trustee, um, a trustee is going to review all of the options with you, including the ones you can do just on your own. So there could be some things like, you know, you're going to make no change, continue on as you are, just with a little help with your budgeting. And LIT can help you review that. Uh, Maybe there's an informal repayment plan that you've just got some small debts, you just need a little bit of structure around that. And LIT can help you figure out how that's going to work. Uh, Maybe you need some support to negotiate with the creditors on your own, um, or or you just need some understanding about how does it work to refinance a debt? You know, you own a house, you need to access some of that equity to pay debt. So it's not the case that everybody that sees a licensed insolvency trustee um, is going to need to file either a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy. But quite often, if someone is knowing that they're not going to be able to pay the debts off in full, um, the solutions that a licensed insolvency trustee can provide are the best options that are out there if you do need to compromise the debt. So quite often folks come in and we start to 
look at, you know, well, can you consolidate all the debt together? And that's usually where people start is, you know, let's just see if we were to get a consolidation loan, would that help things? And quite often a consolidation loan would reduce the costs of your debt, but you're still paying the debt back 100% plus, you know, ideally a reduced interest rate, but still paying some interest. So when you sit down with an LIT, you'll review all of the informal and the formal options. We'll do our best to cost out, you know, everything you can potentially do. And if it is the case, you need the help of the legal options available in Canada and LIT is able to help you implement those and move forward. So if there's any of those ideas that Blair's already talked about really interest you, uh, I'll give you the phone number for Sands & Associates. It's 1-800-661-3030. And as Blair has mentioned before, they have offices literally all over British Columbia. And if you want to go to their website where you can also get some more good information, lots and lots of questions and answers, uh, as well as you can make an appointment through the website, and that is sands-trustee.com. What about solutions, Blair, that would require working with some kind of service provider? What should, what should folks be aware of in these kinds of services or, or these situations? You know, it's a really murky area. Um, when you start to look online for what are all the different options, the people that can help you with your debt, you're going to see a ton of folks that are out there. And I'm going to talk about a couple different categories of professionals before we get to trustees. But please be aware, you know, this is a case of buyer beware. There's some serious gaps in the regulation. Um, you know, trustees are heavily regulated, but most other debt service providers have very little or very sparse regulations that hold them accountable. So you really do need to make Make sure you've got your skepticism hat on when you're looking at solutions that might not be available through a licensed insolvency trustee. Not saying, of course, that everything's a scam unless you deal with a trustee, but unfortunately, I've had the, the misfortune of, of meeting with a number of clients over the years who ended up just worse off, spending money that they just got no return back when they start to work with informal advisors that charge them fees. So a couple of, of options for you, uh, whether you're dealing with a debt help professional, one would be to consider working with a credit counselor. So so what a credit counselor might be able to do would be to offer you interest relief from debts eligible for their repayment plans. So generally, you could try to consolidate your basic consumer debt. So, you know, things like your credit cards, um, hopefully your payday loans, maybe a bank overdraft. And the benefit of working with a credit counselor is most of the time the creditors will agree to freeze the interest. So instead of the debts charging, you know, 20, 30 or even 40 percent on a payday loan, you know, those can go down to zero percent interest and you pay back a hundred percent of the debt over a five-year plan. So in some cases, that can make a whole lot of sense for individuals, but we're going to talk a little bit later about there can be some significant limitations to this plan. I've, I've hinted at a couple of them saying, well, if your debts are eligible and if they agree and, you know, usually they'll freeze the interest, there's a lot of wishy-washy in those words. And that's because there's really not anything legally binding that forces people to work with a credit counselor or to stay on that plan once you're on it. Uh, another class of professional that I would say you should definitely exercise extreme caution and skepticism when working with is what I've called a debt settlement agent. And what a debt settlement agent offers to you is they say, we're going to settle your debts. And for a lot less than what you owe, usually one account at a time by negotiating a lump sum payment that is typically less than the balance owing. 
Now you might say, isn't this something you can do on your own? You know, phone up somebody you owe two thousand dollars to and say, "Hey, I'll give you a thousand dollars tomorrow." Well, yeah, absolutely, you can. Um, a debt settlement agent just puts a whole lot of structure and a lot of fees um, around that. Um, but what's important to know is that both of those uh, strategies, you know, there's no guarantee of success uh, when you're dealing with a credit counselor. The creditors often, but not always, agree to freeze interest. So you might have your most pressing debt just decide, "Oh, we don't want to work with that credit counselor." And if you have any government debts at all, the government will never work with any professional other than a licensed insolvency trustee. So no credit counselor, no debt settlement agent is going to get you any relief from government debt. Um, also, if you're dealing with someone that is not a licensed insolvency trustee, there's no ability to protect you. So if your wages are being seized, if you're being taken to court, if the collection calls are happening all hours of the day and night, uh, neither a credit counselor nor a debt settlement agent can do anything to force these people to back off to give you the relief that you need. Um, and then the final point is you've got to be aware of fees. So a lot of credit counseling programs that are run through not-for-profit organizations, which sounds great, but that doesn't mean no fee. So you will generally be charged a fee on top of what you're paying back on your debt. And if you're dealing with a debt settlement agent, those fees can be very significant. So quite often the people that I've dealt with, they've said, you know, I worked with a debt settlement agent you know, I was saving money to make my offer. I was paying them some fees. As soon as they had their fees, they made the offer and the offer was rejected. And then they just left me to twist in the wind. They did nothing for me. They had their fees and they moved on. Um, so definitely be careful if you start to see, you know, advertisements saying fast credit repair, government debt grants, um, you know, payback pennies on the dollar type of a thing. Uh, it's generally, it's it's lies to, to just be frank so exercise all of your skepticism when you're investigating either a debt settlement agreement um, or even a credit counseling plan make sure you ask all the right questions okay and i'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here sort of jumping ahead so we're going to talk about the two of the options that a licensed insolvency trustee specifically deals in but how do you get paid if these credit counselors etc and the debt settlement people get uh can charge fees how do mm -hmm. how does a, a licensed insolvency trustee get paid for their work with someone yeah, and those are great questions, Elaine. That's something I'm happy to discuss with every client. Um, every personal bankruptcy and every consumer proposal in Canada is treated the same. There's a government tariff that says if you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, here's what the fees are, here's all the costs of administration, and essentially they're borne by your creditors. So what I mean by that is if you offer a consumer proposal, and let's say you owe $20,000 and you're actually able to afford to pay back $6,000, so just under a third of that debt, which is very typical, um, all that you pay back is that $6,000. Within that, your trustee is allowed to retain a portion of those funds. Generally, about 80% of your monthly payments goes to your creditors. Roughly 20% is retained by the trustee, but you don't pay a cent more than what you can afford to offer in that proposal. So essentially, a trustee is never going to ask you for a payment outside of your payment arrangement with your creditors. They essentially get to take a piece of what the creditors uh, would get before they receive it to administer the whole process. Okay. And for Kim, we, we might as well cover off a bankruptcy as well and just sort of wind up this segment with the fee part of it. Is that okay with you if we do that? Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think these Great. are all questions that, that people normally have. And the way a bankruptcy works is very similar to a consumer proposal. But in a bankruptcy, what you have to pay into the bankruptcy is driven by your income. So if someone is considered low income, and for a single person, that means their monthly income is below about $2,400 on a monthly basis. If someone files for bankruptcy and their income 
income is at that level. They're not asked to repay any portion of their debt. They just have to pay a basic bankruptcy administration fee that works out to about $2,300 over the nine-month term of bankruptcy. That's payable to the trustee, and that's instead of making any payments on the debts whatsoever. So you stop paying your debts if you file for bankruptcy. You pay based on your income, and then the trustee is governed by a tariff that says how much of those funds they can retain versus how much gets paid back to your creditors. Okay. And in the last minute and a half, just in case someone doesn't know what a consumer proposal is, and we talk about these all through the show and and stay tuned, but can you just give us a bit of a, a reader's digest on that? Yeah, you know, consumer proposals, it's one of the best ways that you can consolidate and cut your debt without borrowing. So it's a quite a, a, you know, a misconception. The only way to consolidate is to get a consolidation loan. No, you can achieve even greater benefits by doing a proposal. It's where you put all the debts together into a single payment. You stop all of the interest, never a dollar of interest charged, and you pay back what you can afford on the debt, which is usually just a portion of it. It might be as low as 20 cents on the dollar. It might be as high as 70 or 80 cents on the dollar every circumstance is different, but it's generally a significant savings over what you would have to pay if you paid the debts back in full on your own. Okay. And a personal bankruptcy, we all sort of know what that is already, and it's really not any different, is it? Well, in a personal bankruptcy, in summary, you know, it's not as bad as you would think it would be. It allows you to be discharged from your debts in as little as nine months. And we talk about a lot of other segments, all the details on it. But bankruptcy is a great option if a proposal isn't possible. So if even paying back a portion of the debt is not going to be possible for you, that's when a personal bankruptcy can be a great option for you to examine. That's great, Blair. Thanks very much for, for uh, sort of flushing that out a little bit while we stuck with the fee concept. I just want to remind folks you're listening to Dollars and Cents and Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. So this segment is what is it? It's entitled, What Happens If I File from Bankruptcy? We're going to learn about the impacts of declaring personal bankruptcy in this province. And Blair's going to explain how bankruptcy works, which is going to be good information if you don't already know or have some questions around it, and some of the key ways that personal bankruptcy does and doesn't affect you. So I like that part, Blair. You're, you're probably going to dispel some, some myths that we have about bankruptcy as well in this province. Well, there's a ton of those, that, that's for sure. It's not exclusive to, to BC, just about anywhere. When you say the word bankruptcy, um, you know, people have just a conception in their mind of what that means. Uh, and we've got a great YouTube video with the title, Bankruptcy, It's Not As Bad As You Think. And that's generally true for most people. So I'm happy today we're going to go through and give a little bit more detail. And I think a lot of the listeners will say, yeah, this bankruptcy process, it's not something that I want to do. It's not a first option, first thing that you do. It's, it's your last resort if nothing else works, but it's not as severe, not permanent, uh, not as life altering negatively, more positively than most people do think. And before we get started, just another bit of a question. I know we're going to talk about, or you're going to talk about the bankruptcy process in Canada and what it involves. Is it different province to province or there's some so many similarities that we sort of talk about it on a national level? Yeah, it's more similar than different. So bankruptcy in Canada is governed under federal law. So theoretically, it's the same everywhere with the exception of Quebec, which has their own their own uh, civil code. Uh, province to province, it varies a little bit, mainly in which assets are protected. So BC has some great exemptions if someone files for bankruptcy. One of the myths myths is that you lose everything. The truth is the province protects many of your assets. So we're going to talk about that as we go through. So it's generally the same as the same law, but there are some provincial variations. So it's important you obviously get the right advice for whatever jurisdiction you're in. 
Cool. Well, let's get started. So let's start off. Uh, if you can explain the process, the actual bankruptcy process in Canada and what it involves. Sure. So if you're struggling with too much debt, debt that you just can't manage, bankruptcy is one of two legal remedies that are available enshrined in Canadian law to help you deal with that debt and get a financial fresh start. So bankruptcy gives you the ability to eliminate virtually all of your debt and get protection from your creditors. And that protection can just be huge because oftentimes if someone has a bunch of debt that they're not paying, they might be getting called, you know, 10 times a day. They might have their wages seized, a bunch of threats against them. So when you go into bankruptcy, you often get to breathe a large sigh of relief that you've got some protection now. The law is stepping in to say, you know, here's the new rules of the game when someone's in bankruptcy. Here's what can and can't happen. What's important for people to know too is you don't need permission from your creditors to file for bankruptcy and you don't need to apply to court. It's not the case that there's a big uncertainty. Will you be approved for bankruptcy? Is someone going to say, oh no, you don't, you're not entitled to this remedy. Uh, the eligibility is just that you have to owe more than a thousand dollars, which is a very low bar. And that hasn't changed since this law was written in the, around the great depression, almost a hundred years ago, but you have to owe more than a thousand dollars and you have to be insolvent. And the term insolvent means that you're just not able to pay your debts as they become due. So it might be the case. You've got a ton of debt. It well exceeds your assets. There's no way, even if you sold everything, uh, you'd be able to pay your debts. Or it could be that you've got a lot of debt or sorry, a lot of assets, but it's all tied up in a house and you really don't want to sell that house. Um, so in that way, you're insolvent because you're not able to pay your, your bills as they become due. Um, so once you file for bankruptcy, a licensed insolvency trustee is the person that you're going to work with. They're going to prepare bankruptcy documents to sign together and make the process official. Uh, if it's an urgent situation, meaning you've been sued for a debt, your wages are being seized, or you, know, you just need that relief very quickly, it's possible for for a bankruptcy to get started in as little as 24 hours. Uh, for the most part, it's a series of meetings, usually over a two to three week process from when someone comes in the door. Uh, we just discover their whole situation, explain to them all of the options. And then if they choose to do a bankruptcy, we get the documents prepared from there. Uh, one final point here is that people often think, okay, what do I have to do while I'm in bankruptcy? Because the whole idea is you file for bankruptcy, you're in bankruptcy for a period of time, you do some work to restructure yourself, and then you exit bankruptcy and all the debt gets left behind and you've got a fresh financial start. Uh, the main things that you have to do, none of these are, are insurmountable or exceptionally onerous. And that's like, there's actually a lot of good points to taking these duties. Uh, the main thing you have to do while you're in bankruptcy is you have to keep a monthly budget. So you have to show what's the income that your household earned and where is that money going? And if you're not making a bunch of debt payments, hopefully your household budget is looking a whole lot better than it was before and you're able to live within your means each month. So part of bankruptcy has a bit of a financial rehabilitation component. And the way we do that is we get every client to keep a monthly budget. And then we review that as part of another duty in bankruptcy is to attend two private financial counseling sessions. So these aren't group sessions where, you know, you're held up in front and gee, here's your situation. You could have made different different decisions, nothing like that. It's supportive, non-judgmental, empathetic counselor who on a private one-on-one -on -one basis, at least two times during the bankruptcy, is going to sit down with you, understand what circumstances conspired to get you in this situation, and then what do you do in the future so you can try to avoid, rebuild your credit, uh, achieve some financial goals. So each month you'll keep a budget, you'll attend some financial counseling sessions. Most of the rest you're going to do without thinking much about it. You know, you'll keep the trustee informed about your 
address. You'll give us information to file your taxes. And then in terms of bankruptcy payments, uh, if you're considered low income, you make a minimum payment in the bankruptcy. It's usually $200 a month for a nine-month period. A lot of people are surprised to learn bankruptcy can be over in nine months, but that is the case for about 80% of people. If you're not low income, uh, then the payment is scaled based on your income and your household family size. So in a very quick nutshell, that's what bankruptcy means in Canada. It's usually a lot less severe than most people think. No, that's excellent. Um, and before we go any further, I just want to remind folks that if you already know, or if just listening to Blair talk, that this is the kind of action you want to take, or you want to take some sort of action to deal with your debt, uh, and and the one, one way to do that, the only way if it's bankruptcy and a consumer proposal, which you'll hear about as well, is talking to a licensed insolvency trustee, you can set up that appointment uh, at Sands & Associates. And here's the number. It's 1-800-661-3030. Or go to the website sands-trustee.com. So the next question, Blair, is what are some of the outcomes uh, for folks when they declare personal bankruptcy? Right. And as we said earlier, you know, nobody jumps into bankruptcy as, you know, here's the first option of what we can do. Um, generally, it's the last option when you're feeling very stressed out and other things haven't worked. But immediately when you file for bankruptcy, you get some pretty welcome relief. Um, you get the ability to really breathe again, to stop all of these collection calls, stop all of these debt actions. And the most powerful thing is that bankruptcy can eliminate virtually all types of debt uh, with full debt forgiveness possible for debts that could include, and this isn't the entire list, but, you know, pretty dominant here, uh, consumer and business debts uh, from credit cards, lines of credit, overdrafts, even payday loans, which we're seeing more and more. Uh, government debt, usually many people are quite surprised to hear that a bankruptcy can deal with debts for income taxes, for GST. We're seeing a ton about CERB overpayments, so the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. If you have a tax bill because of that, a bankruptcy would eliminate it, even student loans and ICBC debts as well. Uh, if you had a shortfall because you financed a vehicle or a house that was sold at a loss, um, that could be dealt with in a bankruptcy, uh, as well as any debts you might have personally guaranteed for somebody else, or even debts that you owe somebody else personally. Maybe you've borrowed from a friend or family member, uh, and your understanding is, well, that's a private debt. A bankruptcy can't help with that. No, a bankruptcy can deal with virtually every debt. And the whole idea is that you get a fresh financial start, that when you come out the other side of the bankruptcy, nothing is hanging around your neck that's going to drag you down. Uh, as I mentioned before, once you file for bankruptcy, your creditors are no longer able to continue contacting you for payments and they can't take any collection activities against you. So the debts are frozen as of the day you file for bankruptcy. No further interest can be added. All the collection letters, the calls, the texts, the harassment, all of that comes to a grinding halt. And if you had been sued or having your wages seized or anything like that, any assets in jeopardy, all of that gets stopped immediately. And if it hasn't started yet, it's not allowed to start. So that whole idea of protection, you get to breathe again to restructure yourself and come out the other side of the bankruptcy. That's the objective here. Um, a lot of people hesitate to file a bankruptcy because they've got some misconceptions. They think, you know, bankruptcy is the end of their financial life. They'll never recover from it. You know, a very common one is most people think, well, I'm going to lose everything that I have, all of my assets, all the furniture in my house. Sometimes, you know, even think they're firstborn, things like that. Uh, and the reality is going through a bankruptcy, just about everybody is able to keep all of their assets. And in fact, they get additional protection 
when they file a bankruptcy proceeding because there are provincial exemptions, basically provincial laws that say even if you file for bankruptcy, you need to retain assets to reestablish yourself after. So things like your household furniture, your clothing, uh, a vehicle, even home equity, even your RRSPs and all pension plans, those are all protected assets if you file for bankruptcy. So you might be getting a ton of collection calls every day thinking you've got to cash in your RRSPs to pay these debts off. You file for bankruptcy, you can protect those RRSPs, get that fresh start that you need. Excellent. Now, in the in the remaining time that we've got, I sort of jumped the gun when I mentioned a consumer proposal. Can we talk about that as being the second option for folks if bankruptcy doesn't quite fit the bill, then a consumer proposal will and and some yeah. just briefly outline some things that that might help might give somebody uh, some hope if bankruptcy isn't their thing. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love nothing more than talking about consumer yeah. proposals. And what's fascinating, too, is so many people come to see us and they think bankruptcy is all that we can offer. Um, of the people that come to see us, 85% of them do not file a bankruptcy. They actually file a consumer proposal instead. And that's a number that's increased dramatically in the last few years. It used to be about 60 65%. Now it's, again, a very strong majority. 85% of people file this thing called a consumer proposal. Well, what is a consumer proposal? Well, a consumer proposal is an alternative alternative to bankruptcy, and it's meant to be a win-win. So the win to your creditors is you offer them a partial repayment back on the debt, usually in the range of 20 to 40% of the debt outstanding, maybe a little higher or lower. Uh, the win to you is you avoid the bankruptcy altogether. So when you offer a consumer proposal, you're saying to your creditors, I could file bankruptcy tomorrow, and you couldn't reject it. You'd have no ability to contest this proceeding, and you might end up with maybe zero recovered on the debt, maybe five or 10 cents on the dollar. I'd prefer not to file that bankruptcy and you'd prefer to get more money back on your debt, right? So if we offer you a consumer proposal for something around 20 or 30 cents on the dollar, it's payable on a term up to five years on monthly payments. You don't have to qualify with a credit rating or borrow any money. And it's the same trustee that can help you file a bankruptcy is the same trustee that can help you avoid that bankruptcy by filing a consumer proposal. So I often say it's the most powerful debt solution that you may have never have heard of. If you listen to this show at all, you've definitely heard of it because I believe it's my life's work to make people aware, uh, but it's such a powerful alternative and people should definitely consider that if you're contemplating a bankruptcy, your trustee is also going to see if we can help avoid that by helping you with a consumer proposal. Excellent. So here's the deal, folks. It, bankruptcy or consumer proposal. Those are two of many options uh, that Blair and his team of uh, debt specialists and licensed insolvency trustees right across the province. They're almost in every town in, in British Columbia now. Uh, they're the ones to sit down with and talk to and work out the best solution for you. Uh, for any information, I want to give you the website again. It's sands-trustee.com. It's a terrific website for questions and really, really good answers. Or give them a call at 1-800-661-3030 for that free consultation and to find an office near you. We're going to talk about the fact that you owe it to yourself to get debt help. Um, if you're one of so many people struggling with debt these days and it feels never ending, know that you're not alone and there's options. So what we're going to do is go through a bunch of really good ideas that will hopefully, hopefully help you gain some confidence to learn more. We're going to talk with Blair Manton, of course, president of Sands & Associates, which, just in case you didn't know, is BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees. So, Blair, can you start by talking a little bit about Sands & Associates, what you do, and who you help? 
Well, certainly, Elaine. And I'm so happy with today's segment because, you know, just the title, you owe it to yourself to get debt help. I've been dealing with clients for more than 15 years as a licensed insolvency trustee, and everyone's always focused on what they owe to their creditors, what they owe to the government. But what I try to get my clients to understand is you, you have some obligations to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get help with your problems. You owe it to yourself to be there for your family. So sometimes that means, you know, actually letting your creditors down and putting yourself first. So what we do at Sands and Associates really simply, we help with debt. So when someone has more debt than they're comfortable with, and that can be different for a number of people, but where debt starts to become a problem in somebody's lives, um, they can reach out to us at Sands and Associates and we can help them figure out what are their options to move forward and get a fresh financial start. Uh, we were founded in 1990 and celebrating our 33rd year in business, uh, just coming up on, on April 1st here. Um, so really thrilled um, to be, have been providing services to BC residents for that length of time. And we now serve the entire province. So upwards of 25 offices in just about every uh, small, medium, large community in the province here. But a lot of our clients, they're meeting with us remotely, their telephone, video, Zoom, or, or whatever. Uh, we're able to help people on their terms. Uh, what's really important to know when you're dealing with a trustee like Sands and Associates is a licensed insolvency trustee is the only professional that's government regulated and endorsed by the federal government to help you understand what all of your legal options are to deal with your debt. So day in, day out, we meet with individuals, we help them understand their options, make informed decisions, and then we help them implement those decisions um, to help them get a financial fresh start. Uh, the types of people that reach out to us, they might have a very dire and urgent situation. You know, their wages are being seized, they're being sued, you know, people are at the door taking their assets away. But quite often, it's less severe than that. It's just someone that realizes, hey, I'm not making financial headway. Um, I'm making all my payments each month, but the balances don't go down. Um, I'm concerned because I had an income interruption and I had to use credit. And now that balance is getting out of control. Uh, or sometimes people just want some general information on what are your rights and your remedies just so they're better informed and can help themselves or maybe help someone in their life that might be struggling. Uh, when you reach out to Sands and Associates, you have the right to have certain expectations and we deliver on these day in and day out is that when you discuss your debts with a professional like ourselves, you're going to be treated with dignity and with respect. You're going to talk to someone who's qualified, who's going to take the time to understand your situation, understand your needs and your concerns, because every situation is different. And beside, you know, behind every debt problem, there's a family, there's a whole situation, there's a whole life there that we want to take into account. And you'll have a conversation with someone who generally, genuinely cares and wants to give you the solutions and the supports that you need without judgment. Now, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that folks, everybody, people in general, often have a very difficult time or delay in getting that debt help. And the cool thing about Sands & Associates, if you haven't been with us on the show uh, in a while or ever, uh, Sands & Associates creates a great deal of data from the people that they talk to. And as a result of that, you've got some great facts that I think will help anybody who's not quite sure of what their next step should be or how difficult a situation they're in. So let's talk about your fabulous debt study. Yeah. So every every year, Elaine, as you said, we get some just really rich insights from our client base. We reach out to people, ask them to you know, help us understand the journey they were on, what they were facing when they reached out, and then also what happened. You know, how satisfied were they with the with the results of, of their procedure, and how is life now? Um, and what we found, one of the the constant um, you know findings of the study over the last ten years is that only five percent of people reach out for help right away. So people know they have a debt problem, they're feeling various things, but ninety five 
95% of the time, um, they don't reach out for help at the first instance where, you know, they tend to suffer and sometimes it's for up to two years. And when we ask people, you know, what was that like when you knew you had a debt problem, but you weren't actually reaching out for help? Um, the numbers here are just sobering. That's 70% of people said that they felt overwhelming stress. Uh, four in five people, slightly higher than that, um, said they worried constantly about their debt. Uh, three quarters of people said their debt stress caused them significant anxiety. And roughly one in seven people, and this has ranged from about one in five to one in seven people, depending on the year of the study, actually said that they were considering suicide just based on all the stress and the hopelessness they felt about their situation. Uh, a couple people described their reality to us, and this is them in their own words, saying collectors called at all hours, multiple times a day. They were a constant reminder of failure, and they were mean about it too. Um, another person said, I felt guilty and worthless. I was afraid to answer my phone and the stress was terrible. I was afraid collections would have cost me on the street. So the, the insights that people give us, we understand that when you're in debt, um, it's not a problem you can just put away and think about a few minutes a day. It can consume your life. Um, and we find that people just typically delay. They don't reach out for help as soon as they know they have a problem and they suffer for just too long. If you're in that category that you already know that you need to take some action, I'm going to give you the phone number for Sands & Associates. It's a 1-800 number, 661-3030, or go to the website at sands-trustee.com. And in the last three minutes or so of this segment, Blair, can we talk about the common roadblocks uh, that folks have in getting that debt help that, that we can really help them move past right now? Yeah. So in our, in our research, what people say primarily is they wanted to manage the debt on their own and they tend to feel, you know, it's my debt, it's my problem, it's my responsibility to resolve the situation. Um, and that can be difficult if there's just not a solution that you can actually resolve on your own. Sometimes the situations are so severe that you actually do need the help of a professional. You need the help of Canadian law that was written to help you in these tough times. But sometimes people are just so reluctant. They say, you know, I got myself into this. I'm going to get myself out of it. Uh, you know, along with that is a lot of self-blame. So a lot of people say, you know, this is a quote, I was too ashamed to admit I needed help, let alone to ask for it. So people just, there's a stigma around debt about owing money. You know, you see everybody living these great lives online on social media. You don't know what their credit card balances are and they might be worse than yours, um, but people tend not to talk about their financial um, challenges. They'll only talk about their financial successes. Um, sometimes people just have misinformation about the situation. So sometimes I have people come in to say, you know, I'm not even sure why I'm here. I know you guys can't solve the problem. I owe the government money and I know no one can do anything about that. And I say, well, hold off. This is actually what we do every single day. We can help with government debt. Um, so you'd be amazed the number of misconceptions that are out there, the things that sound like they're true, but actually have no basis in fact whatsoever. And we know that in general, people have the best of intentions when they take out a debt, but life can happen. And there are a lot of things outside of our control um, to the extent that we think a money problem could happen to anybody at any time. And it's not a sign of a moral failure by having to reach out to ask for help. I like the, uh, or not like it, but I really appreciate um, the confidence that you give people when you say, if you think you have a problem, you do. You're absolutely right and now's the time to take some action. And then I feel like that's a bit of a freeing statement for folks who are hesitant and not sure. It's like, oh, actually, if I think I do, I must, mm -hmm. and it's easy to take action to, to work on that or, or fix it or get some support around it. 
Well, exactly, Elaine. It's not the case you have to wait until things are so bad you're getting 20 collection calls a day, they're calling your employer, calling your relatives, all of that. It's if you're feeling that anxiety, that that you know sense of hopelessness, you're just not sure where you're going with your finances and debt is the culprit, that's the time to reach out for help. Um, and as the title of the segment says, you owe it to yourself. You're going to be able to move forward once you can actually get this problem sorted. And if you don't deal with your debt problem, it's amazing how much it can hold you back and stop you from you know seizing the opportunities that you want or moving forward with major life milestones. Uh, what we're committed to at Sands and Associates, it's a judgment-free zone. So whatever shame or blame you might be putting on yourself, it's not going to be reflected back to you by one of our debt help professionals here at Sands. We know money problems can happen you know, for a variety of reasons at just about any time, as I said. And what we're really driven by is let's give you the information, but in a supportive, non-judgmental context so you can feel confident and actually take some positive steps to deal with your debt and get that financial fresh start. There really is a light at the end of the tunnel on this for folks needing some debt help. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. Their phone number again, 1-800-661-3030, or check out their website at sands-trustee.com. This segment is dedicated to personal bankruptcy and Canada's top bankruptcy alternative. So this is going to give you all sorts of good information, really an opportunity to understand the basics of personal bankruptcy, what that process is, when filing for bankruptcy bankruptcy might be the best idea or the good idea, as well as the number one bankruptcy alternative. Blair's going to explain the basis, basics of how personal bankruptcy works in the province and, and when bankruptcy is your better option or it might not be. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a consumer proposal. So first, let's go right back to bankruptcy, Blair. What does it mean to file for, for bankruptcy in, in this province? Well, bankruptcy is a legal debt remedy. It can be used to resolve virtually all of your debts and it gets you a financial fresh start. So the option and the decision to file for personal bankruptcy is yours and yours alone. No creditor or anybody else can prevent you from getting the protection of bankruptcy. And conversely, it's exceedingly rare that somebody gets forced into bankruptcy. I've literally never seen it in my 15 years as a trustee. So bankruptcy is a decision that you make uh, generally with the advice and of course with the assistance of a licensed insolvency trustee. Um, you can't file a bankruptcy on your own. Uh, but the idea of filing for bankruptcy um, is that you're going to achieve some positive outcomes. So you're going to get forgiveness for just about every type of debt, including credit card debt, overdrafts, government amounts like CERB overpayments or tax debt, ICBC debt, payday loans, student loans, you know, the list goes on and on. Just about every single debt. If you file a bankruptcy, you get to eliminate those debts. That's the benefit of going through the proceeding. Uh, you get to protect your assets and your income that might otherwise be vulnerable to creditors. So this can seem you know, a little bit on, on the opposite. But when you file for bankruptcy, you know, generally most people are able to retain all of their assets. And what happens is if your wages are already being seized outside of a bankruptcy proceeding, you've been sued and they're garnishing your wages. As soon as you're in bankruptcy, that has to stop. So you actually get your income paid directly to you as opposed to having it intercepted by your creditors. And if your creditors were about to sue you and start to seize some of your assets, if you're in bankruptcy, nothing like that can happen. You get the protection 
from the trustee. Uh, what happens when you're in a bankruptcy is sometimes people can feel like they're on this never ending conveyor belt of debt. They make payments, the debt doesn't go down. They feel like they'd be in debt for decades. The day you file for bankruptcy, your trustee is going to tell you, well, here's your discharge date. This is when the bankruptcy can finish and all of the debt gets left behind. And for the vast majority of cases in Canada, for someone filing bankruptcy the first time in their life, that can be as little as nine months from the day that you file that bankruptcy is the day that you're walking away completely discharged and ready to move on with your life and rebuild your credit with no debt. If you already know that bankruptcy is the thing that you at least want to sit down and talk to somebody about and you want to get a hold of Sands & Associates, their number is 1-800-661-3030. Uh, if you want to do some reading about it, their website is just filled with great questions and answers about consumer proposals, debt in general, as well as bankruptcy. And that website is www.sands-trustee.com. So let's talk about that consumer proposal, Blair. How, can you explain more about how that works? Well, certainly, and I'm so thrilled to talk about proposals because, you know, as a licensed insolvency trustee, a lot of people think that all that we do is bankruptcy work, but it's remarkable how little bankruptcy work we actually do these days. It's 85 to 90% of the people that come in to see us. Um, they might think that they're coming in to file a bankruptcy, but as soon as they become aware of a consumer proposal, uh, the consumer is voting resoundingly in the camp of, hey, a consumer proposal is a great option for a lot of folks who might have thought a bankruptcy is their only way out. A proposal is a less severe and a very attractive means of restructuring your debts without having to file a bankruptcy. So what a proposal allows you to do, it allows you to make an offer to your creditors to say that, you know what, I can't afford to pay all this debt back in full, and I certainly can't afford to do it if, if the interest rates that are being charged. And if I file for bankruptcy, you know, I've met with this trustee and we've sketched out, you know, if I file for bankruptcy, here's what's going to happen. And probably is the case, not very much of this debt is going to get repaid. So what a proposal is, is it's meant to be a win-win. So the win to the creditors is you offer them a little bit more than what would be paid if you filed for a bankruptcy. And the win to you is you avoid that bankruptcy filing altogether. So in a lot of times, a typical consumer proposal is somewhere in the range of a 30% recovery on the debt. So if you owed something around around $20,000. Well, 30% of that is about $6,000. And you might say, well, you know, why would creditors accept $6,000 on $20,000 of debt? Well, they probably wouldn't accept it if you phoned them up and offered that over the phone. But when you file a consumer proposal through a licensed insolvency trustee, I provide them with an analysis and with my professional opinion that says, well, okay, creditor, here's a great proposal this person wants to offer that's going to give you back 30 cents on the dollar. Um, or if you reject this proposal, it's not a for sure, but this person might choose to file a bankruptcy the next day and the law says you're going to receive zero back on this debt. So what would you like to do? Do you want to accept this proposal, Mr. Creditor? And I can tell you, Elaine, 95 out of 100 of our proposals are accepted on the first offer. 99 out of 100 reach a deal with a little bit of negotiation. So it's not quite every case is a success, but out of a few hundred every month that we file in BC, um, I can count on the fingers of one hand with probably a couple left over uh, the number <laughs> that do not get approved. So it's a very high success rate because again, it's based on the win-win. It's allowing you to avoid the bankruptcy, but make a reasonable repayment on the debts that you owe. So in situ what are the sort of situations where a bankruptcy makes the most sense? How does that process work for folks? Well, if bankruptcy can make sense, if the debt is so severe that even paying back, you know, 20, 15, 25 cents on the dollar, that just wouldn't be possible. So sometimes I have people come in, there's been an ICBC accident, they've been denied coverage for whatever reason, and the debt's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars or even a million dollars or more. At that case, you know, paying off 20 cents of a million dollars, that's just not a 
not affordable for a number of people. So if the debt is so extremely high that even a percentage of repayment is not possible, that means bankruptcy is usually a better option. Um, another key factor is the certainty of income. So if it's the case, you know, you're working in a job, you've been there for 10 years, you know, you can count on that paycheck, you can sign on to a proposal, say for the $150, $200 a month to deal with that debt, knowing that you're not going to have issues making that payment. Um, if you're in between jobs, you know, you're struggling to make ends meet, your shelter costs are going up, you just don't know how to make your budget work even without any debt payments. That's when a consumer proposal might not make sense because you don't want to have another obligation that needs to get paid where you're already having struggles making just your ends meet. So you got to have the right sense of your budget to make sure a proposal can succeed. But it's quite remarkable when people come in and we look at their budget now, we say, well, if we can get these debt payments down from, you know, $1,500 a month to about $200 per month, suddenly your budget looks a whole lot better, doesn't it? And it's amazing the amount of space in a budget a consumer proposal can create. And, and what else do you, we've got about two minutes left. Do you want to spend a bit more talking about bankruptcy or do you want to go with consumer proposal? It's really up to you. Well, let's talk a little bit about the process. And it's actually quite similar for both a consumer proposal and a bankruptcy. So I think if people listen all the time, they might think, okay, well, this is great theory, but practically, how does it work? How do you work with a trustee? How does a client and, a, and an LIT interact? So sure. you know, essentially, there's about four steps. Um, the first one is you've got to connect with us. So you meet with SANS and Associates. You send us an inquiry online is the majority of the way people reach out to us at sans-trustee.com or give our offices a call. And you arrange for that free confidential consultation. So so it's no charge, no obligation. It's completely confidential. We don't tell anyone the things that you tell us. Um, so you can have a have no judgment space to understand your options. Uh, provided that consultation yielded something that you want to proceed with, we've sketched out here's how a proposal would work or how here's how a bankruptcy would work and you'd like to go forward with it. Uh, step two is we provide you with a link to an online information or intake form. And of course, we got hard copies too, but you know, after the pandemic, everything went online and we tried to lead the charge on making it easy for people to get access to us. So you fill in an online form, attach a bunch of your information, um, you know, your statements for your debts, a couple of your pay stubs, um, your ID, your tax returns, really nothing that you wouldn't think we would need to try to get, get a good handle on your finances and help you. Um, and then step three is when we would meet to sign the documents, whether it's a bankruptcy or a proposal, whether it's in person or over a video chat, we'll spend time together, we'll review all of the legal documents in great detail, uh, and then we'll start the process that way. And step four is you just performing whatever is required either in the bankruptcy or the proposal to achieve that discharge and leave all the debt behind. And I, I just want to say after, you know, doing this show for as many years as we have, uh, meeting a number of people from Sands and Associates and, and the kind of caliber of people they are, you're going to be treated well, you're going to be walked through the process, and uh, it's it's going to be um, uh, as good an experience as it possibly can. Um, I, I almost feel like I can say that's absolutely what's going to happen for you because they're really good folks. You've been listening to dollars and cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.